Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the James Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? I'm, I'm in a state of shock with this Beckham news, but I'm going to try to power through this and focus <laughs> on Jamie Sports. Cleveland, the Cleveland takeover continues. Oh, so, somewhere, uh, Coach Cornell is already yelling about the wide receiver. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he, as he should be. He's a heck yes. of a player. Yeah. Um, we are coming to you right after the CAA championship game wrapped up on the men's side. We'll have a little more to say about that in a second. Um, as always, we are brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Go by the tap room anytime, mention the podcast, and you get a free pint glass. You can also go by our other sponsor now, Mossy Creek Fly Fishing there in Harrisonburg, and mention the podcast and get a free Mossy Creek sticker. Now, Rob, I did see uh, weather's warming up. Those guys are getting pretty excited for spring season here, huh? Yeah, spring creeks. We're looking good. This this I was I was looking at them rather enviously on Instagram. Yeah, I know. But, uh, Looking pretty good down there. It was warm up. I don't know what it was like by you, but it was really nice here yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people down here are already struggling with allergies as all the everything comes into bloom mm-hmm. for sure. So, a good week to uh, get out. I, I, Rob, I mean, the, this time change is wonderful <laughs> in the spring. So, hopefully, most people agree with that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it was great. This morning was rough, but this evening's amazing. Yeah, you know, get get your life back. Yeah, absolutely. So. We are going to kind of go around a few things tonight. Um, We do want to point out a few things before we start. First, uh, Haley Warden from last year's lacrosse team, sort of the senior star, one of the star captains and real stars of the national championship team, is up for some kind of academic All-American award right now, which is like a fan voting thing. So we've tweeted it out. We'll do that again, but go on and vote for Haley. Um, There's a whole bunch of people from like a million different sports on there, so who knows? Maybe the JMU online voting uh, strong suit can carry the day for Haley. <laughs> but speaking of lacrosse, uh, they won another big game over the weekend over Rutgers. So another win over a big Power 5 team. Good for them. Uh, just rolling right along. I think um, the divers, JMU diving, competed. You know, a couple of, what, about three or four of them made it to the NCAA the last couple of days. And did some good stuff, so congrats to them as they wrap up their season. I think there's still a few swimmers left to go. And on the football field, I did notice that spring practice has started, all gearing up towards the April 13th spring game. Uh, we don't have any particular news yet. Hopefully nobody gets hurt in the spring. It's all we can normally hope for. So, Did practice start? Did it start? I, th- I thought it started, or maybe it starts this coming week, I guess. I don't know. I saw all the players were back this week for sure. Yeah, they're definitely back doing workouts. I don't know if – wow, I'll need to look into that. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's moving quick. Creeping right? out. I know. Yeah, I know. it really is. Yeah. And lastly, look, this is shameless self-promotion on our part, and we still can't believe that anybody took the time to do this professional of a piece. But huge thanks to Bennett, Bennett Conlon and the JMU Sport – at JMU Sports News and the JMU Sports Newsletter that he puts out every Monday and Friday. Super informative for us super informative for all Dukes fans, but Bennett did Rob. That was amazing. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was really, um, I guess kind of humbling would be the best way. Yeah. I really appreciate it. We didn't really know what to expect when Bennett asked us to you know, chat with him. I didn't know what was going on, but he put together a really kind of flattering, um, piece on, on the blog and everything we've done for it. So it meant a lot to us. Um, Mostly because Bennett's a guy that we really like and respect, yep. both as a friend and a writer. So, I mean, it's always neat when people tell you thanks or people appreciate what we do. Um, 
but it's a little more special when it's a guy like Bennett who we've gotten to know and we really are big fans of his work. Yep. So just thanks a lot. And thanks everybody who tweeted it and read it and I got a real kick out of it. Yeah. It sounds like you did as well. I did and my parents did, a bunch of our friends did. Uh, big thanks to Mike Evangelista and Jamie Matram, who unbeknownst to us had also been interviewed. For, yeah. I mean, that was like a real profile. It was pretty cool. Well, and, I, uh, I think it's, it's I mean, Ability here, be like, oh, no big deal. It really showed you what a good writer Bennett is that yeah. he could make our little project appear to be rather interesting. Oh, yeah. In the hands of a real pro, so yeah, things look really was, good. Yeah, yeah. It, so just credit to him; he did an outstanding job. No, and and it and it means a lot to us. Um, we've obviously done this. We never had any expectation of anything like this ever occurring, but it means a ton to us. So thanks to everybody for the kind words on that. Uh, Rob, I guess we'll start tonight with, you want to start with women's or men's? I guess we'll start with the men as the tournament wrapped up, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, congrats, I guess, first of all, to Northeastern. That's the team that both of us picked going into it. Yeah. And I think um, before the season, I think we, most people thought Northeastern was the really, you know, certainly one of the top one or two favorites. And they'd had yeah. a little bit of an up and down year, but really good year. We'll see Pasika again in the tournament. Just be pretty exciting. Uh, he was awesome tonight. He was he seven, seven threes, and you know he was out in the first half with a little bit of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. But that team, now that they're healthy, could do some damage. Like they're going to be a little bit overlooked because their record isn't that gaudy. Right, mid major. You know, these what are they like twenty three and ten yep. or something like that. But they fought a lot of injuries through the through the out of conference portion. Yeah, they're a really talented team. And if you saw tonight, they share the ball really well. They shoot well. They play good D. They held Hofstra what like. I mean, a pretty low percentage on three points on three pointers. Yep. Um, it's a good team. Hofstra, it's a shame you don't get to see a guy like uh, Wright Foreman yep. in the tournament. He's a really exciting guy. I mean, I feel bad for him as somebody who just had an outstanding four year career. Mm-hmm. What do you have, like three or four 40 point games this yeah, year? I also feel bad. Last night in the semi. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel bad for college basketball fans that aren't going to get a chance to see him. He's really fun to watch. Right. But a lot like. It played a lot. It played out a lot like we thought it would. Where Hofstra has this kind of run and gun style, where they need to outscore you, and they just looked flat the first half tonight, um, and just dug themselves a little too big of a deficit. Yep. Um, decent game for all like forty people that were in the arena. I was going to say. I mean, that was the the CA's nightmare scenario was Hofstra and Northeastern playing for a bid in Charleston, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think it's safe to say that. The Charleston experiment was a bit of a failure. Yeah, know, it's completely contingent on UNCW or Charleston making a run. Charleston is a beautiful city. It's it's a long haul for most of the CAA. Yeah, uh, particularly in a year like this year or last year, where there's really only three, maybe four teams yeah. that have a realistic shot of winning it all. Yep. So the whole Saturday to Tuesday thing just becomes a nightmare unless you're a Northeastern or Hofstra. Nobody's going to plan on being there. Nope. You know, it's, I, I don't know what, I guess they're doing it for TV. Right. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know why they don't have the normal Thursday to Sunday or even Friday to Monday. You can pull a three day weekend if you're a top team, but I, that's really kind of a mess of the schedule. I, I hope they change that next year in DC. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, that is the, the downside of how much this conference has expanded just geographically and stuff. It's, it's rough right now, and I guess they'll get a couple years in D.C. coming up to maybe see if there's a little more juice there. Uh, certainly, you know, Towson, Delaware, JMU, Drexel, William & Mary, Drexel will all be 
within shouting distance. Even um, Hofstra, remember? We even met Hofstra, a bunch, yeah, We yeah. met a bunch of Hofstra fans in Baltimore. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's you can take the train down or just hop down 95 yourself. Yeah, I mean, Charleston's a flight for any of those teams north of Virginia, for sure. Yeah. And it's it's and the and you're right, the Saturday to Tuesday thing makes it almost impossible yeah. to to plan it's for. Yeah, it's, and it's it's, it's just as disappointing. I don't know. A lot of people this week, Rob, were talking about maybe they should go, you know, sort of abandon the neutral site and go to home court games. Um, I'm not opposed to that in any way, but as someone who has worked at and supported UNCG the last couple of years, you know, that tournament in Asheville the last few years has been great. Um, you know, kind of the op, like the old Richmond Coliseum. That's old Richmond. Where we've got a, yeah. a set. You've got a central mass. Yeah. You got a cool place. You know, you've got a pretty cool city to go to a very cool city to go to, but like the four teams, the last two years that have been really good, UNCG, uh, East Tennessee state, Furman and Hawk and Wofford, are all, all close. Yeah, Driving all within a three-hour drive, drive from there and have, have made for some great atmospheres. And obviously, Wofford is a very deserving champion this year and probably going to be a real pain in the neck in the tournament. Yeah, so, it should be. Yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is to the CAA. Uh, last night's officiating was something to behold. Oh, from, from yeah. When you start getting national recognition for the missed calls. <laughs> right. right. Or God, the, it didn't happen last, like last year, though. I mean, you could oh. make a real legit argument that Northeastern should have won it last year. I've never yeah, seen Phantom. Didn't they call like a, a carrying violation yeah. against Pasika last year? Mm-hmm. It was just a mess. But yeah, CA refs are going to CA ref, I guess. Yeah. But taking it back to JMU, uh, the Dukes beat Towson in the pillow fight Friday that was on Saturday. Yeah. Um, on a last second shot from Matt Lewis. I, I don't, you know, that was exciting <laughs> for sure. And JMU turned around on Saturday in the early game and really, you know, played hard, played as well as I think we could have hoped against Hofstra. Um, Gave the number one seed all they could handle for 37 minutes or so. And I don't know, you know, is that, what do you think, Rob? Is that sort of back-to-back run? Is that enough on its own Um, with the returning players and recruits to sort of settle the, 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 you know, cool down the seat for row. Well, it might be. I don't think it should be. I, I right. think it's it's way too easy to get caught up in in one weekend of play. Mm-hmm. They played well. You know, they unlike a couple of the years with Brady, where the wheels were just completely coming off at the end of the season, right? And it looked like the players could not wait to get out of the arena. Yeah, um, you had guys that really wanted to play. They were playing hard, and that's yeah. Great. You, you expect that, so that's in some sense a credit to row. Right, but. It's two games. I mean, we we I can't know. get we can't get that excited. They beat Towson, which is which is cool. I'm excited, but they were they were a higher seed than Towson. Right. It was a game they should have won. It's like, oh wow, you beat one of the worst teams in the league. Right. In the, right. Um, now Towson was playing hard as well, so it was it was a more well played and there was a lot more effort in it than a lot of the previous uh-huh. Keener round games we've seen. And you know they went down swinging, but I wouldn't read too much into it. I, I it just highlighted to me, the fact that they really gave away the season with these losses to UNCW and getting swept by Elon and lose. Those are the ones that, that keep you in that Saturday round. Absolutely. You know, they yeah, had five the losses to the bottom four teams. Right. The bottom three teams. Um, you can't <coughs> do that. You split with Hofstra. You should find a way to at least get out of that first round, you know, purgatory. Yeah. But, but they didn't do it. And like, I'm trying to be optimistic. I like the talent on the roster. 
Right. But the CAA is no joke next year. It, it's not what it once was. It's not a multi-bid league, but it's not exactly there for the taking. You know, William and Mary is going to be very good again. They're bringing back Nathan Knight um, and a couple other guys, a couple of upperclassmen. Then they got this Audage guy who was all rookie team. Um, uh-huh. CFC brings a lot back. Delaware is very good. Plus, they got a transfer coming in. William Mary also has a seven-footer from Wisconsin who sat out this year. I mean, like, for Jamie, to, Jamie is going to need to significantly improve in the coaching department. Mm-hmm. You know, we just – it just yeah. – it, what he's got to get better. We yep. look for improvements from players. We need the same sort of improvement from Coach Rowe. It's going to take significant improvement to finish in that top four, top five range that everybody seems to think is the goal. The, the kind of job-saving type of performance – Yep. From the fans' perspective, and who knows how accurate this is, but doesn't it seem like everybody says like kind of top four or he's out? I don't yeah, know if that's true, but top four that that would be an accomplishment. That would be worthy of of earning an extension, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you've got to. I mean, obviously, we've got to see how the season plays out a little bit. You know, I mean, if you finish fifth in a tiebreaker or something, but you're playing well, that could be one thing. But yeah, I mean, for me, that that certainly is where my expectation is and I think with Wright Foreman and Pasika moving on and a bunch of the guys from Charleston as well right Reeler and that crew it's certainly more wide open despite some of the returning talent next year than it has been in the last couple years I mean it's not going to be as top heavy with the sort of there's nobody in the league next year that you think oh this person might get 40 tonight no, uh, I, th- I mean, I think Nathan Knight, Knight you're yeah. looking at, he's a guy who could average 24, 25. Mm-hmm. But we know what's around him. Yeah. William and Mary is not, not that they don't play well and aren't well coached, but, you know, it's it's not last year's Charleston team or this year's Northeastern team. Yeah. Right, with just the depth of talent. And, and so. there's a lot of pressure on, on William and Mary squad trying to get in the tournament for the first time. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, last last time we'll say this, Rob, you have a last prediction here. We'll uh, will Born and Company make a change in the next couple of weeks, or are we going to no, Rowe no, gets another year? You think? I think he's coming back. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't think I, I don't I don't think they're going to make a change three years into it. I don't think they're going to write the sort of check and the two checks, one to buy it out, right, and then one to get somebody else. They, they can't go down this kind of inexpensive road again, right? And I'm not sure they're prepared to really shell out the sort of cash it would take. To, to no. make the immediate jump. And I'm not even sure it's possible to make the immediate jump. No, um, I'm not either. You know, it, I, I'm excited about these recruits. I'm always excited about recruits. I always right. think they sound great, right. particularly in basketball. I'm oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because I, I try to convince <laughs> myself that. I no, we like saw football. a couple of those guys making big plays in the Virginia State Championship games. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just, you get kind of conditioned when you watch big time college basketball. Sometimes mm. my mind gets the better, my imagination gets the better of me. And I think that there's these game-changing or program-changing freshmen at every level. Mm-hmm. They're probably not. I mean, a program-changing freshman in the CIA would, would what, like average double figures? I mean, that, that yeah, would be I think amazing. So. I, you know, I, it's, it, it would be unusual, right. Yeah, you're not going to – You're gonna, there's no Zion Williamson's coming in averaging 20 or, no, or anything like no, that. Right. You're no, not going to You're not gonna have a freshman take a team from worst to first in the CIA. No. Um, well, they can be a big contributor. But yeah. you're going to see a lot of things like what we saw from Deshaun Parker this year, yeah. which is someone who grows, you know, over the course of the season mm-hmm. and maybe is an important contributor at the end. And then you're going to see the teams battling for the title like we saw tonight. 
that are senior or upper class right. heavy. Yeah. Well, and don't get me wrong, JMU has a lot of upperclassmen coming back next year. They do. And a lot coming back even two years from now. So The other thing that was interesting that kind of dropped and just kind of went by the wayside is Rose comments after the game that Mosley had, had been unable to shoot in practice yeah, with his shoulder. Yeah. That kind of explains the games after Hofstra, you know, the, the different disappointing loss to Elon and William and Mary. Um, you don't want to make excuses, but that's, that's an awfully big matzo ball hanging out there. It is. It is. And um, as we talk about injuries, that's a good way to uh, segue over to the women. Um, JMU closed out a what one loss CAA regular season. Um, one or two, one, I think one, yeah. one, one loss. Yeah. yeah. Um, really, really, really strong season in and out of conference for JMU. They are the clear number one seed in the CAA. Uh, congrats to them on winning the regular season. Uh, Kamaya Smalls did injure her hand in the last game. I think we've heard from Coach O'Regan that they expect her to play, but no doubt that um, you know the team struggled offensively mightily after she went out in the last game, and they really need her back this week. You know, I, I don't – I mean, again, we don't know. We're wildly speculating when it comes to women's basketball injuries at JMU. But that's certainly somebody they need back. Well, um, every, everything sounds like she's ready to play. Um, yeah. And play with a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I can't believe she, what, she lost the player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. And I, it's, I, I think she was, what, second in scoring? The, the woman who won or, or the, the player who won yeah. averaged like a point or two more. But – well, it wasn't just scoring with her. It was everything else. And there yes. is a real argument to me. If you have a season as good as Jamie's and you're the best player on the best team, you'd think you'd get that little nudge over the you, edge. You I, really would. Particularly I, if, you're the, if you're the CA preseason player of the year, too. It's usually almost like mm-hmm. yours to lose in that situation. So yeah. that was a bit of a shock mm-hmm. um, from a, from what the reporters were saying. She was saying all the right things in practice, like, oh, sure. no big deal. But her teammates were seething. So this might <laughs> actually be kind of the perfect – I thought so too. I, I don't really believe in bulletin board material, right? But I, but I do believe in this the old cliche of like nobody believes in us. No, they're slightly, and I mean this is probably the only way possible you can play that card if you're Reagan. Because really everybody is. believes in this team, but now you just had people that voted against, and he didn't get coach of the year, which was kind of a joke. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's just I, there, I, there's this bias. Like if you have a good roster in any team, coach of the year is always the perceived overachiever of the year. It's never right. just who like Belichick doesn't win it. Coach K never wins right. it. Roy Williams never wins it. You know, it's always just right. this, like whoever did the most with less with the least. Right. It's just dumb. And, so. and JMU, I mean, they're 25 and four, 17 and one in the league. They're receiving votes in the AP poll or the coaches poll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody else in the league anywhere in the same ballpark as they are. No, when it comes to that, you know, it's ridiculous. It's just yeah. the nature of those awards is so it's set up just for perceived overachievers. Yeah, it, I got it. Yeah, I got a big chuckle today out of our old friends um, over at the Lady Swish blog. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know who kind of a neutral, fairly neutral observer. I don't know what her particular team rooting interest is, um, but covers a whole lot of college basketball. Her, her son's a JMU student. Is it? Okay. But yeah. it covers, you know, women's college basketball across Virginia, across Carolina, kind of in the mid-Atlantic pretty deeply. And I noticed... Very knowledgeable. Was, yeah. And I noticed that she was pretty, <laughs> you know, pretty ripped, torn up about 
Kamaya not winning the player of the year was like, how yeah. the hell is this even possible? Yeah, you know? it's it's yeah. it's ludicrous. Yeah. But so, it could be the best thing to happen to JMU and the worst thing to happen to the rest of the CAA this weekend. Definitely. I mean, we, we could see full-on beast mode and just no mercy. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. At least. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to pull up. Uh, so the tournament is at Delaware this mm-hmm. year, right? Which should be a good atmosphere. Um, certainly a school that cares about women's hoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, JMU will play what they play noon on Thursday at, in the, against the winner of the Elon Hofstra 8-9 game. So – they would probably move on, what, to the early game Friday? Yeah, the 1 p.m. game Friday, potentially. And then if they make the final, it will be Saturday at 1 o'clock on NBC Sports. So, and, then, and then selection show is Monday, correct? Right. So the men's is on Sunday and the women's on Monday. Yeah, so a, a lot of people, like JMU is one of those teams. I think they're, it would be, they would be a tough case. Right, if they don't win the CAA tournament, I think they'd have to lose in the final to have any chance of an at-large. But five losses is not not a lot, <laughs> so yeah, it's not they're, impossible, right? They they should win it. They, 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 they need should, to win. They got to win their way in. It's yeah. um, they, they got a bad loss or two. Yep, they and do. No real marquee out of conference wins, but. Um, yep. we'll see. I mean, it's right there for them. They control their own destiny. Just go and take mm-hmm. care of business this weekend. Yep. So we, we do with that, we do have a quick overtime tonight. Um, somebody had written us a long time ago, Rob, I wrote this topic down and had never had, had I, I forgot to credit who gave it to us, but they were asking us, um, do you want to sort of mention what it is? Well, they, they want to know like what buildings were under construction. When we were there, which is just like a way of like, Tell us how old you guys are. Right, right. Um, and that's that's a funny. We were just it. thinking about it more in terms of uh, what, what like, buildings what, still seem new to us. Yeah, like like what old buildings will will they'll forever be new for me. So right. Um, I guess that's better than just listing. Hey, Wampler or whatever. Right, right, is. right. Sonda, you want to go first? We're not. We're not that old. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, obviously, I think we're both going to mention it, but um, Urec. Oh, brand new. <laughs> New rack was brand, brand new, right? Brand new. It still is I mean, brand new. I, yeah, you, it, 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 the new rack is like not even doesn't seem new to me at all because no, not on the old rack seems new to me still. still brand new. Yeah, Biggest I mean, you definitely went and worked out in Godwin Hall. Well, I didn't. I could have. Okay, that, that, right. that, that was my option. Right. Um, that was like <laughs> I don't really recall. I think I went in that weight room once, but my perception was that was like Meathead Central because it was such a small, tiny just weight room it was like i don't know i just to me it just seemed like steroids and chalk and i stayed out of there you <laughs> rec you rec was much friendlier you could go uh-huh. shoot hoops or you know do nautilus machines it was like it was a little bit less less of a um hurdle to get over so and yeah. then there's the pool and everything so no i actually i worked out a lot at you rec um, right, right but godwin did you ever go to godwin it was like people like it was, my, it was there and it was still around my freshman year. Yeah. So, yeah. A couple times. Yeah. No, it yeah. was definitely like, and it was like a line to get on any piece of equipment. Yeah. Well, like no, you people, would, you people would wait outside to... in the hallway to go into what was essentially a classroom. Yeah. There was no and, room in like, there. It was like no. <laughs> meatheads and people used to right. have gym memberships in town just because yeah. it was easier than going, going there. Yep. So, so nothing's going to make us seem older than that. But what else were you thinking, Rob? Well, to me, this festival place is still on my yeah. list of, of places yeah, to check E-Hall. out. Right. Yeah, whatever right, right. it is. 
I was never there. That was under construction. When I was yeah. when I was there, I believe that side of campus was Convo and a couple trailers. And then yeah. that was pretty much it. So like people talk about these multiple libraries. I'm like, what right. what the hell's going on? What? Like to me there's just right. that one library, carrier library, and I don't what is yep. the other one? Rose or Rose yeah. East Campus or something East like Cam- that? Yeah, but that was not there. No. no. So I mean pretty much the entire East Campus is brand new just cut the tape and grand opening oh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And festival it's... started my senior year. And... Festival is old enough to drink and I'm acting like it <laughs> just opened over the weekend. Absolutely. Well, the funny thing was, I mean, I'd been there for three years at that point and I, I didn't go to festival very much. I mean, I lived off campus by that point mm-hmm. and you know, you just, it wasn't a place I even thought of as a real thing yet. <laughs> like I, I probably went there like four times in a year. So that's oh, pretty funny. That four more than me. Yeah. Um, and, and again, on that side of campus, I mean, it's so funny to me that Sentara Park is now a thing because at the time when they moved the soccer stadium over there, that seemed brand new, right? That seemed like the end of the earth, too. And yeah, it also seemed like, yeah, I mean, none of that stuff over there with the Home Depot and everything was over there at the time. So there was just nothing out there. Uh, yeah, it definitely felt like the end of the earth. And now they're building the basketball arena over there and it's going to feel like the middle of campus. Yeah, I mean, it's so just all I saw they're in. building a couple, or I don't know if it's one or two, but there's a giant new dorm going up over there, like sort of between, like when you drive from the Convo to Festival. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking like about. on the left there, yeah, across from the Arboretum, there's a huge new dorm going up over there. Well, when they first built so, those other dorms over there, those look like temporary structures to me, and they've been around for two decades. Yeah, you're right. You know, they just they've just been, they look like those. They look like generic college apartments that you see what is in that, every college town in America. Or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, it looks like, you know, sheet metal and some wooden stairs. Right. But, right. Um, and are they still around? Are they just taking, the, are they taking those down or do I, those things live on? I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that wasn't even campus as far no. as I was concerned. There were people living in Hojo's when I was there. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't I know. Remember that. You got any other ones, Rob? No, I mean, I can't really remember the names of buildings so just really that whole section of of east campus is a mystery to me yeah there's one of those like sporkle tests where you can like try to name all the buildings at jmu and there's like 10 of them that i'll never get because i've never heard of them (laughs) yeah i i couldn't get any of them i I could probably i i probably couldn't even name everything in the village (laughs) yeah no at this point i definitely could not um but a couple last things, Rob. Uh, one, congrats again to Northeastern. Did want to say, you know, we mentioned Hofstra. I, I know this is tough for Jerry Beach. Congrats to Mike Brodsky, our Northeastern friend. Um, it would be cool if Wright Foreman and Hofstra made a run in the NIT. They're certainly capable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hofstra getting to Madison Core Garden would be great for the NIT, actually. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that would really be a, a good – a good thing for the CAA. So we'll be rooting for both those teams as always in the postseason. Um, and then the last thing we wanted to do tonight is we've talked about this a lot. We've talked about our friend, Joe Sahosky a lot on the podcast in the past. Um, he's our, our ODU friend uh, at Va Beach rep on Twitter, who was a long, long time friend of ours online and became a friend in real life. And just one of the nicest guys we've ever met. And he passed away a couple years ago. And he, every year, would randomly make donations to the winner of various CAA, you know, championships. Um, he did it for JMU in 2016 when they won the 
national championship in football, reached out even after ODU had left the conference, uh, kind of reached out to us to get a, a lead on a place in Harrisonburg that he could donate to. His big thing was uh, food scarcity and big supporter of food banks. And we kind of talked to our CAA community this week and decided we wanted to try to repay the favor. And congrats to Northeastern. Rob, I think you had looked up a couple of these things. I just tweeted. Um, there, yeah. uh, cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Already some of the Drexel guys jumped on board. They've already donated. And I know a whole bunch of the, the old CA hoops heads said they were going to do it last week. So um, I don't know if you got a spare change or, you know, rather than get that Starbucks tomorrow, you can just throw a couple bucks up this yep. way or some other charity. We're not going to beg you or force you, but if you yep. got the means, it's certainly a cool thing to do and always, always in need with all yeah. these cities all over America. You know, there tend to be the big pushes around the holidays Yep. people make donations, then everybody tends to forget. So yep. um, Greater Boston Food Bank, we just tweeted out the link. It's gbfb.org. You can mm-hmm. just go there and make a donation. Uh, just kind of say thank you to Northeastern and uh, kind of yeah. pay it forward CA style. Yeah, congrats Northeastern and maybe thanks to Joe. So, yep. yeah, I can tell you uh, five or ten bucks goes a long way. Um, one of the coolest, the personally coolest um, volunteer event I've ever done through JMU was working at the Frisco food pantry. Um, someday I may have a bigger story about that one, yep. but we're doing that last year was a whole lot of fun. And it, it's the kind of thing you realize just even five or 10 bucks goes a heck of a long way for those places. So if anybody feels like supporting that and uh, can do it, we would greatly appreciate it. Yep. So I think with that, we are all done as usual. Thanks to Mossy Creek. Go, go check out the store there. Uh, Haller brothers merchandise coming this month there at Mossy Creek. So go down there in Harrisonburg and check it out. And thanks to Pale Fire, pick up some Village Green IPA wherever you are in the state. It's that coming that time of the year for some porch beers. We will certainly be out there. And Pale Fire's got the big Rocktown Beer Fest coming up April 20th. I think that's the day before Easter. Uh, I'll be down there. Quite, quite a few Dukes will be down there. So yeah. It's weather. We good good salad days weather. That's right. Springtime. That, uh, that'll be my new now that I can't get Oberon in Virginia anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's rough. Oh, oh. Yeah. Between so, this and the Beckham news, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. So, Rob, we will record next week after the women's selection show, one way or the other. Yeah, hopefully I'm looking we, forward to that. Ho- hopefully, yeah. hopefully we got a hopefully we'll good news and a good seeds. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to see them uh, raise the trophy, pull down a banner again for next year. But more than anything, we'd like to see them the name flash up James Madison on a seating line in the NCAA tournament next Monday evening. Mm-hmm. So Rob, I will talk to you then. All right. Have a good one, everyone. All right. Go Dukes.